0: Hello beautiful people, welcome to another episode of The Switch by Fertile and my name is Elizabeth Benzi Fertile by the way um, So we have an interesting personality on on podcast today I've known her for, for quite a while, I think 2011 if I remember, if my memory serves me correctly um, we met back in business school and we've been friends and we've kept in touch ever since She's a seasoned banker um, with interest in Corporate and investment banking, and has worked with reputable organizations in in Nigeria and up until recently the prestigious City Bank. Um, her name is Momi Akeju, and today we'll be talking about the seven nodes of investing. So, I've just, just a little background story before. Before um, she jumps on board, so we—I I saw the post. I saw her post on on, the, on her blog, and I was like, okay, I mean, this is something that you know people should be aware of, whether you're a seasoned banker or or seasoned investor, rather, or someone that's just starting out, um, that wants to start investing, um, so you just don't throw your money down the drain. Um, so I reached out to her, and she was kind enough to accept my invitation to to jump on board. So everyone, welcome with me. Moomi Akeju. I like to call her Antimo, but today I will not call her Antimo, I'll just call her Moomi Akeju. Welcome on board, Moumi Akeju. So, seven years of investing, how did you come about it?
1: Thank you very much, Ife. I'm happy to be here, I feel really honored. not. And um, I find it a source of joy, you know, being able to share a piece of my thoughts on the 7 News of Investing. I'm particularly happy about the response I've been getting on the blog post. So thank you very much for inviting me here. (laughs) Yeah, so how did I come about um, the 7 News of Investing? Um, Yes, please. Yeah, so pretty much um, the light bulb moment was at An investment firm, which um, I was invited in. And um, during the presentation, the lady told us a lot about the returns we we would most likely benefit from participating in the investment. But I observed two particular, two guys, you know, during the presentation, and these two guys kept on asking her to please be first and um, focus more on the way the investment works. Okay. And they did this over, you know, over a couple of times. And I observed it and I was like, these guys um, are the most, um, I don't want to say reasonable, but... um, they are the most, yeah, they are the most reasonable investors, you know, within that um, forum that day, because they weren't carried away with the way she dwelled on the benefits of the investment. She even went to the extent of explaining how a lot of people who have benefited from the investment have gone ahead to buy luxurious vehicles. You know, yeah. the way they have also bought um, properties from their returns on the investments. And a lot of the participants were actually wowed. They were like, you know, typical, most of us, we count our eggs before they hatch, right? So, well, before you most, even put in <laughs> before even putting your money in the investment, I'm sure you're already calculating. The next item you are going to buy from the investment, or for some people, the next investment that they are even going to plow it back into. So, typically, yeah. an average, an average um human being, it's is like that. But I was quite impressed with the attitude of those two guys, and that was the light bulb moment for me. And I was like, oh yeah. This is what typically happens to every one of us. We get carried away with the returns we are expected to get from the investment. And we usually okay. don't focus on all the pertinent, you know, informations that we're information I mean, sorry. Information I mean that we're supposed to, you know, look at critically before we get ourselves yeah. involved in any investment whatsoever. And aside yeah. that, you know. I wanted to also keep it simple and stir people's curiosity as in something that is going to get you interested and like, okay, what does she really know or what does she really mean by saying 7 no's of investing then maybe yeah. I've been doing a lot of KYC <laughs> <laughs> bank yeah guy, I you can know?
0: imagine yeah. a lot
1: of, you know we do a lot of due diligence, you want to know your, customer, yeah, know your customers customers and yeah. that. so I guess yeah. maybe I've been doing too much of that and that's how I was able to come up with the 7 no's of investing and itemize the key points that you need to focus on when you want to get yourself into
0: any investment. Oh, okay, so so just before you go ahead, let me just, let me just say something. And I I don't know if this is usually a selling point for people trying to sell investment, but I've noticed that they tend to, and I don't know if it's human nature as well. A lot of them tend to focus on the return on investment, not the products that, or not the the intricacies of what. A, they are actually selling. So, so for example, just like you said, she's she's mentioned people who have bought houses and cars and BMW and the and Benz and all of that. I mean, so, it always fascinates me, but by the time you peel the layers, you find out that, you know, these things are not usually the way it seems. Look at MMM, for example. There was no product or there was no service being attached to it. It was just putting your money, and then you get 30% at the end of it.
1: Exactly. You know, when it comes across as being too good to be true, it usually is too good to be true. And so you need to be vigilant and critically look at whatever you're being presented at every point in time. And really, it's also about the psychology of selling right? Yeah. If you, mm. um, look around you generally now, you see that that's what is driving marketing these days, especially content mm. content marketing. They are selling to people's emotions, right?
0: Yeah, that's very true, yes. To the
1: extent a particular, um, examination body sent me an email and guess how they were selling yeah. the, um, their product to me. They were like, uh, you need to um, write this exam so that you would be able to afford your children the kind of life that you really wow. want them to live, you know? So, you know, I was like, wow, it has gotten to this level that mm-hmm. even an examination wow. body is using emotional selling. So I think it's just the psychology yeah. of selling. And I want to believe wow. that it is working because if it's not working. I see. People will continue to use it. Yeah, people would, yeah. So it just behoves on everybody to do the required analysis. And when you can't do it, you um, employ the services of those who are experts in that field to help you in your analysis and help you in your decision making.
0: Interesting. So, seven doors of investing. Let's dig in. I'm excited. So, let's dig in. Let's dig in.
1: Step okay, one. so <laughs> so the step one is to know your country. Okay. So basically, it's just to understand the microeconomic condition of your country or wh- whichever country you're investing in at that moment in time. So I'm sure you will remember our PESTEL analysis.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, way back yeah, in business so school. Yes.
1: Way back in business school. So you want to look at the political climate, you want to look at the economic climate, you want to look at the technological climate of that country at that point in time when you are investing. It could even be when you have even already invested. You understand? Because that would also determine what the next action you need to take on any particular investment, right? So... When we say know your country, it's just about understanding the pulse of the country, the music of the country, understanding how stable the economy is. So what are the right questions to ask when you are analyzing the country? You want to know the economic indices, the GDP. You want to know what inflation is like. You want to know... I talked about stability, right? You're mm, in a country yeah. where you can sleep you can sleep with three hundred and eleven to three hundred and eleven naira to one dollar and wake up with five hundred and fifty naira to one dollar it's very no, important I mean, you know in your investment yeah. decision making because mm. you have to be abreast of you know the next um, um the next trend in the mm. In the policy um, space, right? So you want to yeah. know the next trend. Yeah, because if, for example, you're paying attention to, you know, the current um, direction, the policy direction in Nigeria, you would, a lot of people would have figured that, okay, this is likely going to happen in the parallel market Immediately, yeah. the CBN governor declared you you mean know, that, decision. that BDC that decision around the BDC uh so, so. What was it called the BDC space. So typically if you're paying attention, you will know that okay that's gonna affect, you know, exchange rate and whatever investment that you have already participated in or that you're planning to get into because I remember that okay during the period you know I got you know a client asking me for what next you know to do the moment to, to you know do. that yeah the moment that policy came in and I was able to give him the required advice you know concerning that investment. You want to tell clients, you want to make your decision where whether you want to hold, whether you want to sell, whether you want to buy, you know, you may, yeah. Yeah. Before the decision came in, 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 into place, you probably want to get into a particular investment. The moment you hear about that, you want to probably hold on and find out what next is going to happen. And you want a bit of stability before you take your next line of action. Like after I shared the blog post, one of them, my colleagues who who is also a seasoned investor right Mm -hmm. elaborated more on this know your country and how you know it played out for him in his own um, investments you know strategy. He had earlier mm. invested in Chinese stocks, right? Okay, and then yeah. there was the crackdown on the technology space in yeah the in China. guys. Uh, yes, in China. And the moment he heard that, what did he do? He sold off all those stocks that he had within that space. Why? Because Base. he did not understand what was driving that policy, Decision. and he also okay. did not understand where you know the trend you know, of the economic policies around that space, despite the fact that right now everybody will tell you that the right space to invest in is worth technology space, artificial intelligence, yeah. robotics, and mm. all that. But because of that policy change, it was able to quickly make the right decision. And a lot of investors did too, sold off their shares so that, okay, when the climate cools down, then they can now decide you know on their next line of action so that's what know your country is all about right and um, the second um no of investing right is um knowing your purpose right okay yeah knowing your purpose so knowing your purpose is just basically knowing the reason behind whatever investment you want to do knowing the 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 why the why why do i want to go into this investment why am See, i the, doing yeah the driving force yeah. yeah the driving force that now this is personal to you right and that's what is going yeah. to now direct your you know your decisions right so, if you remember our elementary economics, you know, the reasons yeah. why people hold money, you want to hold money yeah. for speculative purposes.
0: purposes yeah.
1: Purpose, I can't remember the third mm. one, right? So, so my, my, my economics is instance, very rusty. Right? <laughs> so, in this instance, right, you're a techie guy yeah. now, you don't need it. Mm. So, <laughs> So, in this instance, you want to know... Why you are going into the investment is the same thing that applies in investment. Sometimes you're investing for speculative reasons. Sometimes you're yeah. investing for more precautionary reasons. Sometimes you're you are investing because you have a bigger goal that you want to achieve. And okay. you believe that okay. whatever investment vehicle that you get into at that moment would be able to enable you to fulfill that goal, fulfill whatever objective. Take for example, you want to go to school, you want to have a second degree or a third degree, whatever it is, you decide to keep your funds, you know, in a particular investment vehicle whatever choice you're going to make it will it's dependent on that purpose right so there's other salient facts that you also need to check because you're investing for a bigger goal you you you're considering liquidity of that investment which is going to yeah, be a major, determi- a, a major determinant for you when you're choosing the investment you know vehicle to um get into you don't want to go into real estate when you know that you'll be needing the funds in 6 months in a year in 2 years right because mm-hmm. for you to maximize your returns in real estate you want to wait for a while right so that you can yeah. get the full returns of your investment so yeah. because you yeah. have um, a, another purpose entirely you want to you you want to invest for the purpose of probably making equity contribution for a mortgage. So, liquidity at that point in time is very important for you. So, that's what knowing your purpose is all about. Right? Like the popular saying is that when the purpose of a thing is not known, then abuse is inevitable. So, if you don't know your purpose then you would not be able to make the right decisions you get into an investment and then at the time when you're needing the money you're locked in you can't get out again yeah. so that's what knowing your purpose is yeah. all so, so, about
0: so, so, so just before you continue I think this also um I mean so why you were just talking so some thought talk, know, just, just came into play and especially for people who want to do like um, you know like a child trust or a trust fund for, for their kids, you know you don't right. need that liquidity as of now. You are planning long-term so that maybe when your child gets to 18 and it's always a college fund. And so to say, so, I mean, so what you are saying just typically, you know, makes sense and resonates and say, look, if you are planning a long-term of maybe a trust fund or school fees or college fees if you want your child to go to Harvard and Yale and all of that it's better to know why you want to invest you know whatever it is that you're investing
1: and absolutely absolutely so that's what knowing your purpose um, speaks to okay so once you have figured out your purpose the next um, due diligence you need to undertake is um, knowing your strategy and knowing your strategy is okay. just pretty much your long-term tactic in achieving the purposes you've outlined already for your investment. So once again, we are still going to consider Warren Buffett, the one of the most successful investors of our time. He had a winning strategy for his investment, and one of the strategies was for him to invest in undervalued assets and then... Um, okay analyze the potentials of such assets then wait patiently for the assets to appreciate he played a long term game right Mm, meaning that he exercised a lot of patience in most of his um, investments some people will say that investment is all about gambling right but I would just say that it's a game and just like in Mm. every game you need to be able to determine the tactic and how Mm. you're going to play in the game. So that's just the way Mm. investing is about. So you need to understand how you want to play in the game, where you want to play and are you going to invest? Are you going to follow the strategy of successful investors like Warren Buffett? But anyway, you need to also note that for people like Warren Buffett, whatever strategy Mm. that they employed was on the back of the knowledge of their country, the knowledge of the financial markets in their com- country, yeah, the knowledge of yeah. regulations and other things. So it still takes us back to the earlier due diligence yeah, point one and that we've spoken yeah. about, country and all that. So with all that put in place, that would inform the right strategy you want to employ. So let's take, for example, you want to invest in the real estate sector in the Nigerian economy, for example. You need to understand... Yeah the strategy with which you want to maximize your returns because as much as everybody knows that real estate is one of the most secure source of investment where your return on investment is largely um Secured. Guaranteed. Right? Yeah. So everybody, everybody, everybody talks about it that way. But do you know that if you have the wrong strategy in investing in the real estate sector of Nigeria, you can still go out of it, get into it, and still get out of it without even maximizing your returns. Because you didn't employ yeah. the right strategy. So take for example you want to go into the real estate sector and you are buying an overvalued property at yeah. the beginning. Now, to worsen the case, you are buying a overvalued property with a mortgage. There's no way you can maximize your investment, right? So that's just all about knowing your strategy and how you're going to play the game. I see.
0: So the
1: next, So the next due diligence is knowing your risk, right? So in okay. knowing your risk, it's about you is not just about you knowing the risk it's also about determining the processes you need to embark on to protect yourself from those risks materializing or crystallizing you want to mitigate the risk you want to protect your risk you want to probably edge your risk you know there are different uh, uh, methods you you can employ in checking yeah. the boxes that you have identified so, and we all know that the higher the risk in any investment, the higher the returns also. So, in knowing your risk also, you also need to understand yourself and to know how friendly you are with embracing investments that are highly risky. And you also want to know whether you're conservative and you're risk-averse. So, you rather just stay where you know that, okay, your principal, right, that's your investment capital is secure, like it's protected, so to say. There is no risk of you losing the initial investment because that's one of the major risks of some investments with potential of high returns. It also has that potential of you losing the entire fund. So in as much as it's going to appreciate, there is also the downside scenario, which could mean that you are losing the entire funds that you have invested into it, take for example, um, if you're investing in dollars, for example, because everybody wants to edge their risk right now in Nigeria, yeah. where you know, because of the we f- have existing a, the deval, policy and, and the rest. Yeah, yeah, there's you know, there's a looming deval there's so much depreciation, you know, around our exchange rate. So you want to protect yourself, right? And the advice is, oh, you need to protect yourself in foreign currency and all that. But you need to also have it in mind that as you're protecting yourself in foreign currency, you're not earning in that foreign currency, you're earning in Naira. So it means that if you're going to if any um, unforeseen event is going to crystallize as a result of that investment, you are still going to lose in that foreign currency. So, how do you want mm. to mitigate that risk? So, you need to sit down and analyze that before you get into any form of, you know, investment. So, that's what knowing your risk is all about.
0: So, 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 just before you go on to the next point, I mean, I'm just going to ask. Um, for, for listeners and for people who are probably interested as well. How does, um, you know, investing in dollars work? Are there platforms that have, you know, dollar domiciled investments or products for, for you to invest in? And you mentioned something that you'd be ending in there. How, how does that work?
1: Okay, what I'm trying to explain there is matching your investment um, fund with your current earnings, right? Ah, I
0: because see, okay. If you're
1: earning in Naira, that's what I'm saying, that you're earning in Naira, you want to invest in dollars.
0: Oh, I see. There's
1: already that risk of you having to convert your naira to Yeah, to dollars. Right? So, you the to analyze if that, is, yeah, if that is really worth it at the end of the day, right? So, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. I don't want to go wow, too much on that because of the regulations and the policies around is, uh, surrounding. investment. Surrounding yeah. such investments in Nigeria. So it's mm. not something that I want to dwell on, right? Except for those who are probably earning in such currencies this or is, are yeah. probably into inf- inf- importation and, you know, have oh, legible, okay. um, eligible transactions within that space. So I'm I not see. going to dwell yeah, it makes on sense. it so much. But of mm-hmm. course, you have several um, investments in dollars, you have Euro bonds. You have uh, uh, stocks. Yeah, there are so many stock exchanges yeah. and um what way, called that, that, that's applications. Going to, that's going to be right. another exactly.
0: conversation entirely.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So there are so many yeah. applications <laughs> to that where you can invest in U.S. stocks and all that. But you know that mm. we have um, some um, controversies around that space in the country right now and the regulations mm. around that space. So yeah, I would true. rather be silent around that. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, so so, so let, let's go on to let's go on to the next the, the next, the next um, okay. Yes. So the
1: next um due diligence check, you know, let me um take us back so that you know we can always remember. So the first yeah. um due diligence check we talked about is knowing your country. Then we spoke okay. about knowing your purpose. We spoke mm-hmm. about knowing your strategy. strategy. Then we spoke mm-hmm. about knowing your risk. risk. So after you yeah. figured all that out, you also need to know your age. You know, <laughs> on the block, you know, I was like, show my age, me. Remember that? I, that class, <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember that. Know? That particular that class was, was...
1: It was raining, yeah. right? Like, show my age, me. Like, do you know my age, right? <laughs> Because there are some things that you don't want to do at a certain age, right because of the potential loss of your principal investments that's the reason why a lot of financial planners and investment bankers, when they are financial advisors, when they're advising you know individual investors right, they put so much consideration around the hedge mainly because of the potential risk involved in some particular investments, right? Because at a certain age, what you are focusing on really is the preservation of your funds. You are no longer focused on accumulating so much wealth, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're nearing retirement. Yeah. Yeah, you're nearing retirement. So you're not focused on you know, doubling your funds. You're more yeah, just wanting to be safe with the gradual, you know, return. So, gradual appreciation of your funds whilst ensuring that your principal is preserved. So, that's yeah. what that's knowing your age is all about. So, but. with a financial inv- um, adv- uh, advisor, you can easily be, um, or a financial planner. They, we, I, usually, you put different investments um, in different buckets or different um, percentages according to people's age right so and on a personal note too you also need to be able to determine that that's why we have it here as one of the factors you need to consider when you're investing So you need to also think about it yourself. Okay, at this age, what is my concern? Am I, I'm nearing retirement, so I just want to preserve this fund. So that should be what, that should be the driver, the key driver, you know, to whatever investment you're getting into. So generally in, in, in the investment space, generally in the investment space, you have different buckets of investment, different portfolios, according to age so normally it's expected that while you're younger you've started get um you started investing in shares stocks equity markets and risky investment right riskier investment but as you are yeah. growing older you are still spreading and diversifying your risk right but yeah. you are now apportioning it you know according to where you are right now in terms of age. Yeah. So if you had like 50% of your investment in equities market at 20s, 30s, right? Mm. As you're growing older and you're getting into your 50s, you're getting to your 50s, you want to begin to focus more on real estate fixed income, right? Yeah. For the preservation of your principal. So by that age, yeah. probably you'll be having like maybe 20% in equities. in fixed income like that. That's what this Uh, is going to, knowing your age will help you apportion your portfolio properly and it will also drive you into the correct investment according to
0: your age. I mean, so so, so that makes sense, right? So I'm saying it makes sense because I, I was talking to some elderly person recently and he just clocked 70. And, you know, we are talking about, um, you know, investing and all of that. And he, he, he told me, that look, if he, my investments are just in two prongs, right? The first one is I have funds in fixed deposits and I fixed it for a year and they pay me monthly interest, which I'm comfortable with. The other one is in real estate that he just has and he just flips from time to time. And right now he just wants to make sure that he's living enough for his family and he's not looking to double his money. You know, exactly. in the next that's the he point. just wants his money to be to be safe, basically. Yeah.
1: Yes, that's the point. Another thing about age two that we also need to mention is you also need to start early, right? So that you feel forward and you feel early, right? Because mm. there, there are always exceptions to these rules. There are some people mm. that even at sixty, right, they are still investing in the equities markets probably within the country where they are operating the regulations they find the financial markets you know the financial market in that country is really developed and you know yeah other considerations like that so someone like warren buffett you know at 60 70 is still getting into some investment because he is well experienced in that space right mm, and then yeah. the yeah, and then the ecosystem where you operate also favours this sort of investment. So that's another mm. consideration because, you know, there are always exceptions to rules and to everyone, some people will yeah. decide to get into... Yeah, So, but, you know, as a rule of thumb, that is, you know, mm. the right thing to do as you're getting to your 60s because you have started early. We are assuming that you've started investing early and then by the time you're getting to 60, 70 you're thinking of preservation of wealth, right? Rather than increasing, further increasing it. (laughs) So long as you don't want to become the next um, Jeff Bezos. Uh,
0: Jeff Bezos.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the next um, due diligence check is um, knowing the market. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we are referring to this, we are simply asking you to analyze what works in that particular market where you're investing in. Right. You want to understand what drives demand and supply within that space. You want to know why um, people would want to, you know, get into such investments you want to know the competitors mm. of the okay. company. Let's say you are getting into equities, for example. Yeah. You want to know the competitors, you know, of that company. What are they doing in comparison with the company you're investing in, right? So that's yeah. what knowing the market is all about. It's all about. Yeah. Then, yeah. So now it's in it's two prongs, right? You are knowing okay. the market in terms of the financial market where you're investing, if it is insurance, um, if it is um, the f- banking institution, if it is um, real estate market, if it is cryptos market, right? So that's one perspective towards knowing the market. Then another perspective towards knowing the market is if you want to buy in the equities market for example you also want to know the market within which that company you are investing in is operating See. right so that's the second thing yeah. that's the second yeah. way of you know looking at it because you want to understand the competitors the space where your um um, um what's it called your prospect company is Is um, operating operating in- then, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, then apart from that, um, I just remembered something now when you're trying to figure out um, the market. Yeah, so knowing the market, yeah, it's um, also about understanding what works and what does not work in whatever market you're investing. And so, for example, a lot of people, cryptos is very new, so a lot of people are still trying to grasp how it works. So yeah. until you really fully understand how it works, it's best mm. to let it go. Someone yeah. once said that one thing he has also learned you know, in investing is to is the power of saying no. That yeah, saying I agree. no is your right. So you yeah. must always have that power to say no in any sort of investing, especially if mm. you don't understand how it works and if you don't understand that market, you don't understand the players. In that industry. In so that space, yeah. He, in that space, yeah. One of them, Warren Buffett's um, success also is is linked to that understanding, right? Because one of mm. the um, quotes, you know, that, is, that has been well popularized around him is the fact that he doesn't invest in anything that he doesn't understand. I think I read that he hardly invests in the technology space. Yeah, true. You can imagine you can yeah. imagine someone, you know, yeah. as successful in investment as um, Warren Buffett. He doesn't invest in the technology space because as far as it's concerned, he doesn't understand how it works. That market, and, that space, yeah. and really, yeah, and really there's really no crime in it. So just do yeah. what works for you and understand yeah. what works wherever you're investing, right? So the last bit of the due diligence is um, knowing the company. Okay. And I'm sure I've thought based on that already, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I just remembered something. So back to knowing the market. Another thing is also knowing the trajectory, you know, Mm. of whatever market you also want to invest in. That's why at some point I mentioned that a lot of people are, um, um, fully invested in technology space right now, artificial intelligence, yeah. robotics, Suggest, and all that. Why? Yeah. Because the trajectory there is is a growth industry, right? It's a, it's a growth so industry. For yeah. any growth, yeah. So for any growth, you know, industry and you know, players in that industry, you expect that at that growth there's, there's space a lot too. of money thrown I mean, tru- tru- yeah, into it yeah exactly they will be highly profitable a lot of investors are, in, are interested in money them, and them. You know? yeah and it's like there the opportunities in that space you know keep increasing per day right so, yeah yeah so that's not going to be a. it's a no-brainer for anybody you know who is um, fully involved in the equity space right
0: yeah so a yeah. uh, typical example is the fintech industry in Nigeria where we see I mean it's almost every week now we hear guys raising funds um, to, exactly. to do stuff on, on a daily basis yeah, yeah I mean it's yeah, a, growing, it's a yeah. growing sector and it's a growing space as well yeah
1: yeah they are the beautiful brides at the moment so everybody is <laughs> them thank you very much thank
0: you very much right. kind. Yeah. thank you very much
1: yeah so that's um, <laughs> then the last bit is knowing the company and we've already spoken about it so that's what 7 nodes of Investing is all about I hope that very soon we are able to expand it further and um, probably put it in a book and um, we also get I mean, some investors.
0: <laughs> so, so, so that, that would be nice. I mean, it would be nice to see it in some sort of guide, like an investors' guide. Um, yeah. You know, so to say, where you people, you can put your thoughts into into writing, and and people can have some knowledge and share some of the knowledge that you've had over the years in corporate and, and investment banking. Um, I mean, so these things are. Are pretty good to know it's not that they are basically must-haves or must-knows permit me to use that word they are basically must-knows because you need to know where your money is going to and just like yeah. you said when you were talking about the real estate sector as well yes the real estate is a booming industry but if you put your money in the wrong um real estate you you know you get flogged, and basically, same way for crypto as well. Crypto is a booming industry, but if you put your funds into the wrong coin or the wrong project. I mean, you just get rocked off, and then you're back to square one where you
1: absolutely where you
0: start. Yeah, where you start started from. Um, I mean, so it's yeah. been it's really been exciting knowing, yeah, um, okay, you know, the seven notes to... of investment. Yeah, please go ahead, okay. Yeah,
1: just to add that, and that's where. The investment bankers and the financial advisors, financial coaches, and the rest—you know—coming, because I know that mm. it's not everybody that you know has the um, financial acumen to be yeah. able to diagnose what we're talking An-analyze. about. Analyze, yes, write and analyze it. So that's where we come in, and you know, we can easily provide the Some required sort of knowledge yeah. and guidance and all that and yeah. in the digital space you know so much information is out there but mm. we also need to be careful and be well guided yes yes I totally while, agree while yeah. there are so many information out there you also need The expert to be able to guide you properly in your decision making, so that you can avoid stories that (laughs) touch.
0: I I totally agree, especially for the digital space. There's a lot of information overload, and then you don't know which to pick and which not to pick. So I usually recommend have someone that guides you. You know, especially to make um, investments. Decisions. I mean, so just to recap, uh, so that I know that I'm paying attention in class. The first one is to know your, know know the macroeconomic. This is a
1: podcast. Is it
0: (laughs) now in class? It's it's been pretty much a class. I mean, so just to do a recap of of the seven notes to make sure that you know everybody (laughs) understood. You know what we've talked about. So the first one is to know your economy, right? Um, Yep. Then know your purpose. Know your strategy, know your risk, know your market. What's the number six on this Know, your, that's age. know, your, know age, your age. Know your age. Know the company. And know, know, know the company. So, um, I mean, that's the seven no's of investment. Uh, it, it's exactly. been really, really interesting um, and insightful, you know, talking to Maomi. And I mean, so just before she goes, she's going to tell us about her blog and, and you know, what information you can find on the blog as well. So please, um, you know, tell us about the blog and, and what information we can find. on.
1: Okay, so um, my blog is um, perspectives at um, omomi.blog. And um, generally, we talk about personal finance, we talk about career, we talk about relationships... We're talking about life, generally, and um, another um, focus is to question generally believed um, notions, right, because generally, I see a lot of motivational quotes around these days, and by the time you sense check, and you really drill down and deep dive, you realize that you know it's faulting on a lot of you know standards so that's what we do and yeah it's just um part of my own way of um giving back
0: of giving back yeah 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 i mean so I, i like that word sense check and i think i'm going to adopt it um you know, okay. so, because you see a ton of stuff out there, a lot of perspire to Maguire, and and, and I'm wondering, you know, if we really peel down the layers and find out that there isn't really any iota of, you know, concreteness to, to hold in, in what has been said or what has been jotted down, But basically, so guys, you've really heard cool. it, it's Perspectives.com, um, <laughs> blog, you'll see, um, I mean, she shares her thoughts on finance, on life, on career, and then debunking miss um, a lot of the stuff that that are out there in in terms of motivational speakers and um, and, and a lot of stuff um omomi has been really really insightful for um, having you on the podcast we're grateful for sharing your depth of knowledge and your depth of insights with us on on the podcast um i'm short of words but thank you once again thank you for jumping on um, any last words before before we? Thank show?
1: you very much, Yife. Thank you for having me here. I'm really grateful. Thank you very much. I wish everyone the best. I wish us the best in our um, investment, um, you know, projects and whatever we are planning to do, all our undertakings. And I believe that um, with the right um, strategies in place and the right mindset, we would all win in all our undertaking thank you
0: thank you very much Mom. it's been nice having you on the show so that's it guys um, my name is still Lefer Taiwo, and this is The Switch do enjoy your day